Welcome into the Pen Live Wrestling Podcast. This is our final episode of the regular team season in District 3 as we get geared up for the District 3 Team Championships. They start next Monday, the 30th. So we're approaching that cutoff date on Saturday, the 29th, for competitions to count towards the District 3 ratings formula. Dave Heckert's here. I'm Dustin Hawkins. But what we're doing on this episode is we're going through Dave's top five teams in District 3 in both AA for starters and then AAA. Dave, welcome back. And let me be the first to offer you, we talked about this a little bit, thoughts, prayers, condolences for you and your family uh, through the passing of your father last week. I know it's a tough time, but I know you mentioned too, you know, the wrestling community that, that you and your dad have been part of for so long has stepped up big. And that's not surprising to me in any way. No, yeah, I uh, I appreciate the the, uh, the shout out, the condolences there, uh, man a day. I, I I'd be remiss if I I didn't take the time to to reach out and, and thank you know the wrestling community. Um, you know the, the just the outpour of 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 messages and phone calls. I mean, I I've heard from kids that I've wrestled when I was like ten years old as as like a youth wrestler that remember you know my father and 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 all that. And uh, and the best part about the wrestling community is when they reach out, a lot of times it involves food. So the, the amount of the amount of food that has been delivered to my parents' house and my <laughs> house uh, is is incredible. I mean, um, the, the whole Save clan de- delivered a, a, a sharing of chicken. And, and I feel like there's a, there's a poultry farmer somewhere that just retired because you know how the chicken that was sent to, sent to my family. So, you know, the, the food is good, but no, I, I uh, you know, I, I think I think even wrestling like is family in, in some sense. You know, you, you look at you look at good you know good wrestlers, good good programs. I mean, he, even you know anybody who wrestles uh, that that family atmosphere where um, is such an integral part of of wrestling because there's so many ups and downs, right? So, um, you know, that being said, it doesn't shock me that I got the the amount of support that I did from from different coaches and. I mean, other teams and I mean, it's just absolutely incredible. And, um, you know, it makes you feel good about the world when you see the amount of people, you know, sharing their thoughts and, and condolences and, and sending that love. Um, but, you know, just like many wrestlers, man, I, I think the the importance of like a male role model in, in the sport of wrestling, like, you know, you talk to a lot of wrestlers and and somewhere along the way, like a male role model has, has stepped up. And whether that be a coach, whether that be a, an older brother or sibling, whether that be, you know, a father. And, and in my sake, it, it was it was my father, you know. And you know, heck, I, I was I was at you know the the old Hershey Park Arena eating chicken fingers and fries as a kid, you know, watching the state tournament next next to my dad, watching you know the the old school wrestlers like Colad and and Joey Wildeson and and you know I mean you know Ty Moore and and you know pointing those guys out as kids and. And I, you know, as far as wrestling is concerned, man, I'll, I'll never forget forget that, you know, the, those times and and just a lot of good memories with my my dad and the sport of wrestling. And I mean, he was a great man, a great father, and you know, someone we're gonna we're gonna definitely miss, man. And uh, I, I think through all this, though, the, the one thing that I I feel like that is re reemphasized to me is the element of time, you know, and, and one of those deals where, you know, you, you go through life and you just think you have time and you're going to have time to do this. And, you know, in, in different instances, like it was, it was a kid. Well, in wrestling, like I, I have time to do, no, you, you, you don't have time. Like, you know, the, 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 the time is now. And uh, I think, um, you know, whenever you go through something like this, that's, that's just reiterated, you know, and, and uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, cherish the time you have with your loved ones, cherish the time, you know, you have with your family and, uh, and just don't, just, just don't take time for granted, man. It is so, so precious. So precious. 
That's a, one of the silver linings of a difficult situation is that you do get that lesson. Sometimes you need something challenging for you to, you know, really relearn that lesson and appreciate that, appreciate people, appreciate time. So um, that's one of the good things I think you can pull from a, from a hardship. So, yeah, no uh, doubt. No doubt. but there, there, if there's one thing, you know, wrestlers and wrestling people can respect and, and get behind, it's a, a shared difficult emotional journey. Like that's what the sport is. So when you're going through that in life, uh, you know, I think, I just think there's something that the wrestling community responds to stuff like this in a way that, you know, no, no putting down other sports, but in a way that other sports probably do not. I, I couldn't have put it any better. You know, I, I mean, you're, you're, you hit the nail on the head and, and that's what I mean with the people reaching out and, and the wrestling community and, and the family there. It's just it, it, absolutely awesome. Um, you know, so, I mean, college coaches reaching out, you know, college coaches that, you know, I, I know, or that, that maybe recruited kids that I, you know, that, that went to their schools when I was coaching and, you know, coaches from all around the area. I mean, you know, you think of a school in the mid pen and there, there isn't too many coaches that didn't at least drop me a line and, and, and offer their condolences, you know, and, um, you know, you, you, you battle with these teams and you compete against these guys, but, um, you know, we're all, we're all cut from the same mold and, and, uh, you know, and, and, and I, I appreciate it. And I know, uh, I know my family does too. So. Well, let's, um, let's dive into what we're looking at here in the district three team race. And this takes on some new meaning this week because you are going to get to the final 12 in double a you're going to get to the final 16 here in triple a the the timeline usually goes as follows they they compete most of the time early on saturday you know uh west perry boiling springs one of the matches i, I think to me the match i was most looking forward to from day one is happening the final day of the regular dual season. So this is this is coming up on Saturday, but they're wrestling at noon, and you have this cutoff. Usually, you will get um, an uh, an unofficial listing of who the top twelve are in double A and who the top sixteen are in triple A Saturday night, and then we'll get the district three team brackets on Sunday, and then it is off to the races with the start of the tournament uh, on Monday. So let's start in double A. With uh, with your team number five in the Dave Heckard power rankings, let's throw out the formula for a second. The only formula going on here is in your head. Number five, can't <laughs> you got you got Camp Hill in this spot? And I think um, you know there's a, there's a number of teams that could be vying for this, and I think that makes that you know as you're looking at the final kind of seedings, and and they won't be seated how you how we view them, but you look at this pocket of teams that that five, six, seven, eight, nine range. There are some, some pretty sneaky teams in there that, you know, a, a couple of them, you're going to have some of these top teams not really looking forward to wrestling early in the district tournament. Right. When I, well, I mean, when I was making my list here, I had, I put Camp Hill at five and, and I wrote down kind of others, you know, others to watch there and, you know, kind of in that mix for that, that top five spot. And I had Biglerville, Newport and Upper Dolphin. And, and I know Upper Dolphin had beat Camp Hill, um, you know, a little earlier in the year, but I, I, you know, I, I just have them slotted at number five. I like Camp Hill. I think, you know, they, they have enough star power, um, but like that, like, like Camp Hill, like, you know, a lot of teams, it, you're a matchup away, a bad matchup away from, from not getting it done. But I, I, I do have them at, at the number five. So. 
They've got a good win on the resume, 54-24, one of the more surprising results here of the past couple of weeks. They've got a loss on the resume to Upper Dolphin. They fought Bishop McDevitt pretty hard. 44-30 was the final score of that McDevitt match. You've got some quality young kids, a couple of sophomores, guys like Marcus Colson, Kobe Moore. And Chad Gallagher is incredibly high on Noah Doy, their freshman who's at 126, the younger brother of Christian Doy, who's a two-time state qualifier. Noah Doy, he said at the same time of his career, like right now, he's working and competing like a senior. And I don't know if there's a better compliment that you can pay a freshman kid, especially one with some ability like Noah Doy has. Um, so as we're looking at this Camp Hill team, you know, I think you'll get a chance to see them wrestle in some higher profile duels here. And you'll get a chance to see a guy like Noah Doy maybe announce his presence to the District 3 world. So that's that's one guy I would watch very, very closely as we go into the, the team postseason. Somebody who can kind of step up and, and, uh, and be a really good wrestler for them. Yeah, he's got a sense of maturity about him for a freshman, and and uh, I would I would agree with that. And um, you know, when you have that sense of maturity as, as a young wrestler, um, you're going to do things uh, at a quicker rate, you know, than 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 most of your most of the guys that age. Uh, where you know that experience and maturity will, will definitely help him, and uh, you know, help him win out. And and again, like I said, uh, you know, Biglerville, Newport, Upper Dolphin, all in that mix at that at that five spot. Uh, looking at number four, Northern Lebanon. Uh, this is a team that's 12 and one against Pennsylvania teams. They wrestled down at the Virginia duels um, last week. They wrestled at King of the Mountain. They wrestled at Hurricane Classic. You see a bunch of kids in this lineup with eight or nine losses, good quality kids with eight or nine losses. So we talked before about exposing your kids to the opportunity to lose without question. Northern Lebanon has done that. Their resume, they beat, and when I when I list rankings here, they're according to the district power rating. So number 10, Brandywine Heights, they beat them 57-15. Number 11, Elko. Number 13, Lancaster Catholic. Number 14, Bermudian Springs. All pretty handy wins, looking at 30-plus points each for, for Northern Lebanon. So without question, you know, this is the first team outside of what I would call the big three. They've got a good group of, of kind of tough, grinding kids. Not a ton of big-time star power, but – there, there's a lot of guys who have a lot of experience and then they've got, you know, maybe the best one Oh six in the state in freshman Aaron Seidel. Yeah. I, I mean, I really like uh, the Seidel kid. I mean, he's shown, you know, week in and week out, he competed, he can compete at any level. Um, I think Northern Lebanon, you know, from a balance standpoint, you know, maybe has a little bit more of that going on uh, maybe some depth in other spots that, that, you know, will help them out in the end. But um, I, I do feel that there is a, a big, uh, a, a pretty big gap between the top three and, you know, the four and the five, uh, you know, and, and that's not to say, I mean, here's the deal uh, with, with things the way they are this year, um, you know, you don't know what you're getting week in and week out. So, you know, could Northern Lebanon, you know, step in and, and knock one of those teams off? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, but I feel like if, if we're talking, you know, proposed lineups and, and full lineups, I, I feel like there is a pretty good gap there for Northern Lebanon to jump to, to, to pull into that number three spot, in my opinion. And here's an interesting thing with uh, the district postseason. So in both AA and AAA, you're in position. So in AAA, it's the first round and the quarterfinals. You wrestle two matches the same night. 
In double A, you're looking at the quarterfinals and the semifinals as being the same night at the same place. So teams with some depth, when you're having the uh, one weigh-in for two matches, it's an interesting component of this because you have a little bit of maneuverability there. If you like a matchup in the first duel and 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 want to kind of keep a second matchup for the second duel in mind, you have maybe some pieces to shuffle around and, and optimize your lineup because it's difficult to do, right? Like it's difficult to, if you want to bump a kid for, for the first match, then you're stuck at that spot for the second match too yeah i mean that that kind of it, it's funny you say that that happened to us a few years ago we wrestled gettysburg in the in this in the semi-final match and uh and 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 it was uh, i mean we 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 were in the match and uh if we would have lost i think we would have grabbed chambersburg and 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 the way in that we needed was not gonna i mean if we didn't win that match it was going to, it was going to hurt because of the way we weighed in because we had to weigh in a certain way to try to be Gettysburg. And my coaches kind of said, you know, you, you definitely want to go this route. And I said, yeah, we're here to win. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to set a lineup to, to, for a loss. I mean, we're going to go after it. And, and it did end up hurting us, uh, you know, um, where I think we actually lost in criteria, you know what I mean? So um, that can happen. And, and I, and I mean, that's, that, that's where that depth factor, like you said, comes in, but people under, need to understand that. Like when you wrestle two matches, um, you, you're definitely weighing in to win that first match most of the time, right? Unless you really feel you have a clean cut, you know, decisive win. Um, if it's close at all, you got to try to set your lineup for that that first match. And that might not be the lineup you want to set it for, you know, how you want to set it for match two. So, um, but that being said, the teams with more depth and the teams that, um, you know, have those other guys are, are definitely benefiting more in that situation. So. Well, let's look at number three, and 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 really, there, there's a big gap, I think, from three to four. You and I both agree on that, and there's not a lot of gap between one and two and two and three. So you can take these final three, I think, in any order and rearrange them. The current number one in the district power ratings, though there is a, a fairly good chance, I think, that that changes. Uh, Bishop McDevitt is your number three. They're sitting there at seven and zero. Oh. They're due to wrestle at Milton Hershey, I believe, on Wednesday. They should be wrapping up the Capital Division if they're if they win that match. As things stand now, and and Mike Nauman thinks that this has a chance to change, but they're without a 106 pounder, and they have not had Gabe Bertoldi at 138, which kind of changes the dynamic from what a lot of people might have expected at the beginning to where they are now, but this is still a team that when you go from 145 to 285, not overstating it, you can't find a, you know, many better stretches from 145 to 285 than what McDevitt has. And so what they're looking to do is kind of tread water in some of those spot spots down low. They're looking to fight and avoid bonus in some of those spots. And I think they've got a couple game competitors there who might be able to do the job, but you know, the, the issue is you're looking at teams, West Perry and boiling Springs that are strong down low and that aren't just giving away bonus points from one forty-five up. So it's an interesting dynamic with McDevitt and these other two teams in the top three. Definitely the most star, star fill, star power, you know, the most star power in, in double is McDevitt for sure. Um, you know, and like I said, you start forfeiting, you know, forfeiting that 106. And I mean, that, that hurts, man. And, and uh, you know, hopefully they do have a fill for that. But that's exactly why I had a minute three there. Um, as much star power as they had, are they going to be able to put it all together and hold off like a, a Boiling Springs or a West Perry? And, and maybe they will. I, I don't know. I mean, that's that's I think that, like you said, there's there's not a lot of difference between the top three, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, could McDevitt hold off a West Perry? Sure. Uh, Boiling Springs, possibly. But, um, 
I, I think the little bit of their downfall is the fact that they are, you know, given up a little bit there in, in the lightweights. So see how that plays out for them. And, 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 uh, and really like, you know, the power rankings are what they are. There's no human element. So, you know, you know, Bullings or uh, what, uh, McDevitt could be the number one team in the power rankings and depend on what happened in that uh, Bowling Springs West Perry match. They, you know, who, who knows who's going to fall on what side of the bracket even you know, how that's going to play out and that can matter. So, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see here this weekend heading in once those are solidified, you know, how everybody falls. Uh, Just a note, as far as that goes, the one and the two seed are hosts for quarterfinals and semifinals in double a. So, you know, beyond that, you know, usually the way things are seated, you know, the, obviously the higher seed you are, the better that's not necessarily so, uh, in, in the power rating situation where, you know, you could be looking at the four seeds better than the three seed or the eight right. seeds better than the five seed. Um, so sometimes it's just kind of luck of the draw, how, how it goes, but McDevitt has one match to go boiling Springs. And we'll touch on them in a moment. Uh, they wrestle Shippensburg tonight, Monday. That's a, a match that was postponed from earlier. They're due to wrestle Bermudian on Wednesday. Who's who's, I think at 14 going into the week and they wrestle West Perry at home on Saturday. So if they sweep, there's not a big, uh, there's not a big gap statistically between McDevitt and boiling Springs. If they sweep, I would expect them to be the number one team in district three. Yeah, I would agree. They jump there and make that, they jump to one, which I mean, that's my number one team. You know what I mean? So that would be, that would be, you know, it makes sense. But I, I uh, again, between Bowling Springs and West Perry, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that match Saturday too. Um, yeah. See how that comes down. And uh, I'm going to head out, you know, on Saturday afternoon and check that one out myself. So um, yeah. And then West Perry too. Uh, I, 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 you know, I did notice in West Perry's lineup there a little bit, they, they dropped a couple of duels. They dropped the bald Eagle. And then I think the Sealands Grove um, without Devin Jackson, you know, and uh, you know, hopefully they get that whole thing squared away and, and get him back in the lineup and, and get healthy. But uh, you know, that could really even things out if, if, if some guys like that aren't able to wrestle for them, you know um, you know, as far as the, the district plays out, but, you know, I, I definitely clear cut. I mean, boiling Springs is, is my number one for sure. I think they just have enough, uh, enough balance, enough star power from top to bottom. They spread out well um, and, and they compete well. So I, I think they'll be ready to go. And um, that's, that's my favorite. If, if I was a betting man. Uh, so West Perry, they're 12 and three. I think they're as tested as anybody in district three, True. when it comes to the duels that they've wrestled, when it comes to being at Trojan Wars, they have been highly active and it's always that kind of fine line of, of getting guys prepared and still making sure that physically they're still there. And it looks like, you know, with Devin Jackson, they do expect him to be back. Um, the, as far as last I heard for Saturday, um, but certainly for the district tournament, I still think they like their chances there. They probably beat Sealands Grove. That was a 36-34 match. They lost to them. And Bald Eagle area was 35-31. Devin Jackson wrestles. They probably win both of those duels just for whatever that's worth. Um, some good wins on their resume. And then Boiling Springs just this past weekend, a pretty revealing weekend as we're talking about one through five, because as they beat Northern Lebanon 46-18, they beat Susquenita 59-9. Um, you're looking at a team. They lost to Salkin Valley 46, 21 in the finals. That's at Northern Lebanon's Berserker duels. So they're 12 and one. That only loss is the Salkin Valley who was number two in the state going into that. 
Um, they're busy this week. Got a shot to move up to that number one. Um, I think they're right there in terms of having the fewest holes in their lineup. And I think they also maybe have a little bit of star power um, that, that they can go, they can go toe to toe with, with uh, West Perry, with their depth, they can go toe to toe with McDevitt with their star power. I think they've got a little bit of everything. And uh, I would agree with you right now, the boiling Springs, the, the top in, in district three, but small razor thin margins, one to two, two to three. Yeah, nothing would surprise me there between those three. Nothing would surprise me. So uh, it, 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 that'll be exciting here coming up. I'm, I'm excited. I always get, it's, a, it's a fun time of year and uh, with the team season coming up, and it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Let's pivot to AAA here while we're while we're going f- five through one. And, and then f- in the five spot in, in your rankings, um, and again, the, the I think really from three on, I could be talked into a lot of different things from three on. Um, and we'll get to the, the, those teams later, but you got Cumberland Valley at five. It's a team that's 12 and three, six out of the last seven, they lost or they won. I'm sorry. The only loss in that stretch was a tight one to Dallas town who we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, they've got, as of right now, spring Grove on Tuesday, Mifflin County on Thursday, state college on Saturday. Um, from what I've seen, what that stretch ends up doing to their power rating could be interesting to watch. I, I think they came into the week at number seven in, in the district three power. Yeah. It was like formula. six or seven. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But no, nobody, if let's just say that, that they lose two out of three this week, let's just say, say that right. uh, nobody wants to see this team as a 10. Nobody wants to see this coming to Valley team as, as a 10 seed. No, I, especially if they, they get everything going here, which is like been the MOO year. I, I think, uh, you know, you know that you're, they're battle tested, right? Like, I mean, the teams that they wrestle. So, I mean, they're not intimidated of, of any team in the district. I, I know that for a fact, it's just, can they get everything gone? Can they keep it together here at the end? And, um, you know, they wrestled a, a really close duel with Dallas town. I mean, I, I think the last couple of times other than last year, I mean, the last four or five times we wrestled them, I mean, it's been tight matches and, and been like in the high twenties, like, you know, 29, 27, 28, 26, like, you know, just, just great dual meets. And I know that so refreshing, that- so refreshing in this day and age of there's a lot of 65 to sixes out there. It's really nice to see no team get to 30. Yeah. I mean, that's always like the goal for me as a coach, like, how am I getting the 30, you know, how do I get the, in a good match, you know? And, um, you know, that was another good dual meet. I talked to Billy after it and, uh, you know, he just, he just, you know, obviously frustrated when you lose, but just, you know, and, and Dallas town is, is a class team too. I mean, you know, Dave Gable is just a great guy and you get their best effort, no shenanigans. And, uh, you know, they wrestle hard, they wrestle hard. And then that's my number four team, Dallas. Town. Yeah. And it's, and it's a good number four. They're sitting here at 15 and one. They've got, you know, the strength of beating a good Cumberland Valley team. Their only loss was the Faith Christian Academy, which they brought in. You know, they had some some new kids arrive there. And uh, and and it's a, it's a strong team in double A. We'll see, um, you know, double A teams from District 3 will be going and uh, they'll see them at the Southeast Regional before the state yeah. tournament. So, uh, but one thing you mentioned, Dave, Dave Gable, really good guy. Also a tendency to get, exponentially better from the start of the season to the end of the season dallas town if you look at their early season results sometimes this season not so much but you look at their early season results sometimes you can tend to underestimate them a little bit but they show up to wrestle in this district team championship format they show up to wrestle in duels they have a good sense of wrestling for each other they have a good sense of, of, of doing what is asked of you when it comes to preventing bonus and stuff like that this is a team you know you're gonna have to beat them 
And, right. Um, right. you know, you, you could make a case, like if somebody said, I think Dallas town is the best team in district three, I would absolutely listen to that argument. I don't think there's much difference here between your one and your four. We've got a, yeah. we've got kind of a, a consensus at one and two Hempfield and Gettysburg that has been that way all season long, but Dallas town is a tough team. And just like Gettysburg, you have to go and take a win from them. They aren't going to give you anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good balance. Uh, you know, I, I, I just like everything about Dallas town, you know, from top to bottom, they're, they're balanced and there's not a lot of holes and, and they're well coached and, you know, good, good kids. And yeah, all the above, man. They're, they're, and, and like you said, I, even the, you got, you say the top four, I mean, even the top five, I, I feel sure. like, you know, could, could really, you know, um, you know, and, and re- even rounding out the other teams, I had like Carlisle, Spring Grove, Mannheim Township. I mean, here's three other teams that, you know, could, could you know, we're going to see Cumberland Valley and Spring Grove this week um, that are going to get in there and 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 test that that five spot. So um, a, lot, a lot of parity here as far as I'm concerned, as far as the top the top five teams, you know. Yeah, if, if ever there were a year for a team to come off the radar a little bit, this this would be the year. Um I was add for, for Dallas town, seven kids with 20 plus wins so far. And one, wow. one guy that, you know, that, that struck me was you could account for the Caden Dobbins and, you know, their, their heavyweight, you know, they they have some pretty known commodities there. A kid named Damian key, a junior who hadn't wrestled varsity before wrestling 120 pounds. He's 20 and seven. He beat Jake Mitchell coming to Valley's freshman three to two in, in their duel. And you look at the final outcome, 29, 27, that's a huge toss up match that they won that that's a kid that I wasn't really accounting for so much at the, at the start of the year. You know, it's funny you mentioned him. I, uh, you know, when I talked to uh, those guys after that match, they both mentioned that kid and how like he was kind of impressive, you know what I mean? Uh, a guy that, you know, uh, really battled Jake and, 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 and wrestled tough. And, um, a guy that kind of, like you said, came out of nowhere a little bit. So, um, that's good to see though. That's good for the sport. And, uh, you know, there'll be, there'll be a team that's, that's in the hunt here come team districts for sure. So. Absolutely. Um, your number three spot central dolphin, you just have to include them in the top five somewhere. You just, you just have to, uh, they're eight and one. They've won seven in a row since they lost to Mifflin County early in the year. They had, you know, a, a little seven day stretch there where they were shut down uh, that duel to state college 46, 20 state college is one of the most unpredictable teams in the mid pen, any, any division. I, I don't know what version, I don't know what version showing up, but when they're at their best, that's what you get whenever, you know, they, they, uh, uh, you know, Central, uh, Central Dolphin beat them uh, 46 to 20, but at their best, I think they can wrestle with anybody. Um, they were down a guy or two, I think for that match, but either way for that, for Central Dolphin to come out of their lockdown and wrestle state college, essentially on day one, uh, that was an impressive win given all the other non-wrestling circumstances around it. So a, a good, a good little flex there from Central Dolphin. Uh, they've also got that 26-23 win over Cumberland Valley for the first full week of the dual season. Really, they, they see each other, which was tough for CV. Uh, beat Boyertown in a good win there. Burke's Catholic, who's in the top three in, in AA. Uh, CD beat them 51-9. They're good at 106. They're good at 285. They've got their, their studs in there. They've got a couple guys who have been a little bit better than expected. I mean, it's not Jeff Swaggard's best team of all time but they are fighting for everything and they're getting better and they're, they're handling all this different type of adversity that's been thrown their way. You know, the, the one thing to understand here is I, I with central dolphin is, 
your consistency with their coach, right? Like Jeff is a guy that's been there forever. So guess what? He knows exactly what it takes to be successful here at the end of the year and have his guys ready and, and what it takes really to, to win and move on in the tournament. And uh, that's why they, they moved up in my three spot. I mean, say what you want. They have enough star power. Um, you know, they have reposts and, and, and through the middle there and Garvik up top at 60 and uh, the Beers kid and the kid down below at, at 106 that, that wrestles tough for them. Um, still at heavyweight, and, you know, gets the job done a lot. So they do spread out well. Uh, you know, they, they do have a couple holes in the upper weight that could hurt them in a big match, depending on who they wrestle. But, you know, I, I say that, but um, man, they just, they cover up so well, other, other, other you know, everywhere else. And, um, you know, that, that experience that, that Jeff brings to the table is, is sometimes unsurmountable. And, 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 they're going to be there, I think, and there's going to be a tough out, and especially if you get them at home, you know, uh, you know, which a lot of times can happen. And and right now, I think they are sitting at number three. Am I right? That maybe in the power rankings, yes. even number three. And yeah, I think I looked before we're like Cumberland Valley was six, and this might have been a little bit ago. And I and one thing that we always joked about was at Cumberland Valley, like we're going to wrestle them in playoffs because of it's the wrestling gods. Like they make that, that matchup happen. So I, I guarantee you at some point, like those two teams will hit early on or somewhere in that tournament, but uh, you know, they're going to be a tough out. And, uh, and like you said, nothing would surprise me with them. Do I, do I see them beating Hemfield? Man, I, I don't know. Um, but uh, you know, you better come ready to wrestle. If you're going to wrestle Central Dolphin. One of the things that stood out to me about CD and probably two team postseasons in a row, but especially last season, they wrestled their way to the team finals, PIAA team finals, where they lost to Waynesburg, one of the best teams probably in the history of the PIAA team wrestling championships. Right. Um, but when they beat Bethlehem Catholic, they did that at home. Fans were back in the gym for really the first time all season. Uh, but what, what struck me was, you know, the weirdness of that and having the individual tournament come first and then the team tournament and guys who have been eliminated, they had, you know, CD had a few guys, key components who were eliminated at the sectional level because they only took two to districts from each section, but the level of buy-in from everybody is what won them that duel against Bethlehem Catholic. They were more bought into the idea of wrestling hard for that situation than Bethlehem Catholic was. And it showed up. Uh, on match day. So if the same level of buy-in is present for the dis for the district tournament this year, which I would expect it to be, you know, that's, that's one of the great sort of, you know, you can't quantify that. Right now. I, uh, his guys always buy in and, and last year, like I said, I, I, in an earlier podcast, uh, we were fortunate enough, like Jake was preparing for uh, the Pittsburgh wrestling classic. So we actually went over and worked out with them that week um to, to kind of have some partners to work out with for jake and i remember going into practice and just saying to me like like he it frustrated like, I, I don't even know what to do like some of these kids are in spring sports so we try to bring them back every other day and, and not be crazy about it but we have to get their weights down and and get them a little workout and and then he goes on and, and knocks off uh becca in that, in that first round match he's like oh wow that's cool and then uh, next thing you know, you guys in the finals. So, yeah, um, he has a uh, an uncanny way of of getting his guys to buy in, and and that's important in the in the team race. So, and, and don't listen to him if if he's down on things. Yeah, don't, don't yeah, listen to him. Yeah, that's another. That was a theme early in this season too. Um, yeah, yeah. Looking at at your number two, Gettysburg, uh, unbeaten so far this season. They are sixteen and zero. They're at the number four spot in the district three power ratings. Um, this is a team again. I mean, I don't, I told Chris Haynes this last year, 
they didn't really have any business being on the same mat as Central Dolphin. You know, when you looked at the matchups on paper in the District 3 championship match last year, they won the District 3 title two years ago. So you're starting to see a trend emerge that, you know, wrestlers are going to come, wrestlers are going to go, but the brand of competing in dual meet setups, this is a huge deal to Chris Haynes. It's a huge deal to Gettysburg. They're not looking beyond the team postseason to individuals. They're not, you know, going through the motions in any way. They want this district three team title as bad as anybody. And they wrestled that way. And you look at what they've got at 215 and 285, Sam Rodriguez and Trevor Gallagher. That's a pretty tough one, two punch in, in some of these matchups. They're going to match up. Well, they've got guys who are 20 match winners in the middle. They've got Tyler Withers. They've got name last names that you're used to seeing like Pakitas Townsend and Withers that are back. So they, you know, the machinery is still there for Gettysburg. And I know the, the one thing is they've wrestled 16 matches. They are outscoring opponents 960 to 197, an average dual meet of 60 to 12. So, you know, they are game competitors, but, you know, they haven't really had to statistically in dual meets dig deep and, and have to gut out any wins yet this year. This will be a kind of a new feel as they go into uh, the District 3 tournament. And that, and that is my only like hesitation on Gettysburg at number two is you know I, I mean they're they're so far behind the eight ball as far as you know strength of schedule and, and I mean even exposing the you know I, I just feel like they have a nice team and, and Chris does a nice job I, I I wish he would extend them a little more you know in the team duels side of things and 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 see some see some you know teams uh, better teams now they do wrestle Chambersburg here um, this week. So that at least will, you know, get them into the Commonwealth a little bit and, and, and you'll get a look at them there, but they are tough. And, uh, I, I think, um, like you said, that the buy-in there to, to, as a group, as a unit to do everything and their powers, individuals to help their team win. Um, like you said, n nobody might be more bought in than them, um, to, to do that. And, uh, you know, Chris always has his guys prepared. And, and like I said, I just, I, I, I want to see them, uh, in, a, in a big dual meet, you know, and, and I know you've done it in the past and, and, you know, you, you come through, but I, I want to see this team now, you know, fight and scrap and, and, and claw against a, a good team in a, in a hard fought dual meet. And, uh, and I'm not saying they can't do that. I mean, heck they, they could win a district title, you know, who knows? Um, but uh, it'll be interesting here, but they, they, I have them at two. And I mean, you know, how's it, CD, Dallas Town, you know, Cumberland Valley, uh, you know, I, I have Carlisle Spring Grove, Manheim Township. I mean, what are those matches going to be like when they, they, they wrestle those teams? Like, how is Gettysburg going to do against those teams? And I don't think it's going to be the normal outscoring of opponents that they've been getting all year. I think those are going to be some pretty good dual meets. So, uh, you know, you get one or two things that go – you know, outside of, of Gettysburg's way. And I mean, it could get interesting for them. So, uh, but, but they are, they are definitely my team that I have at number two and a team that, like you said, is becoming more consistent and, and becoming more of a staple here in, in the district three race. Looking at number one, and I would say the one spot looks like it's not going to be shaken much. There's a possibility for, for CD to jump up and grab the two if they have a good week. Uh, but Hempfield looks pretty well locked into the district three power ratings, the number one spot there. They're at the number one spot in your rankings as well. They're nine and oh, um, good early wins. They beat Spring Grove 51 to 24. Nobody's really done that besides them. They beat Chambersburg 39 28 before Chambersburg started having some things unravel a bit for them. You know, this was right. early in the year when they were full strength. 
Uh, haven't really been tested since then. They do. They are scheduled to rest on Manhattan Township uh, on Wednesday. And then they've got, instead of duels, they've got the, the LL championships on Friday and Saturday. No, I, I, Shane Mack is the head coach there. And, and I mean, he does a good job, another good guy. And uh, he has a good staff with him as well. I, you know, this team, this group at Hemfield's a group that they've been talking about for, for years now, this group coming up through and, and these guys are finally juniors and seniors now. And, and I just, I, I feel like these guys are seasoned. They're, they're balanced. They're spread out. They have enough star power. They kind of got everything going on. Um, you know, so I, that's why they're my number one. And, and I feel like, uh, you know, these other teams that we talked about can all battle, battle Hemfield. I'm not saying that Hemfield's just clear cut favorite. I just think right now heading into it, um, they are the team that I feel is, is, has the most balance and, and, you know, has the most star power uh, intertwined with that balance. So um, that's why they grabbed the number one spot for me. So. And, and, and I agree with that. There, there, I don't think there's, there's a team uh, in this race that has both components in spades. Uh, and Hempfield is the closest to having the best combination of bonus point scores and, and lineup depth and balance. So we'll see. The good news is, you know, we are, you know, by the time you're listening to this, we are seven days or less from having to pro- prognosticate about anything. We are going to get into the district three team championships. They start on Monday with double a uh, Tuesday starts the triple a tournament. I love the Thursday night, um, the semifinals down at spring Grove. Everybody's fighting for their life to try to move on championship finals and consolation finals will be at Cumberland Valley high school because uh, Mike Craig has decided, I think over the past year, he wants to host everything and that's good on him. They're <laughs> going to be hosting the hosted PIWA team championships there last year, hosted swim championships there last year. Uh, when CV when, when somebody was needed to kind of step up and host whenever it's been crazy out there, uh, Cumberland Valley's done it. Now they're, they're hosting and it'll be a good situation uh, for the championship finals. Really looking forward to that uh, in both double A and triple A. Again, that's on Saturday. So we got a big week uh, of wrestling coming up. And uh, Dave's top five in both double A and triple A. We'll see if it's confirmed or, or, or unraveled. What do you think, Dave? I, I mean, it's going to be unraveled because it's been unraveled for <laughs> years. So I don't. <laughs> so no, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know where, where it's going to fall. And, and you never know what's going to happen. But I think uh, before it's all said and done, I think the teams that we've talked about today are going to be the teams that we're going to be talking about in a couple of weeks. So. There you go. Well, I think we should be back next Monday to really preview this thing. Once we get where everybody is and what the matchups exactly are, we'll come back and not just guess who the top five are. We will try to predict our way through this entire tournament and see how that unravels throughout the week. So there you go. Yeah, get the bracket there and then see the matchups. I mean, that's exciting. It's exciting. So that's That'll be next week. So stay tuned here on the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to this episode, and we will see you next time.